All right, all right, all right. Day 360. Uh, welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith, and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a uh, window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so um, today is Psalm 47, and you know it's just basically a celebration of God's kingship, right? So we remember uh, for the past few days, Psalm 45 was this wedding song between uh, the king and and the bride and the psalmist was waxing poetic about uh, the relationship between the two. Psalm 46 was talking about, you know, God as our refuge and he is stable, secure, right? Dwelling in his holy mountain as our king and nothing can shake him. And so that's for, therefore we would run to him. And so 47 is going to cap these psalms off and basically just like celebrate everything that has to do with God's kingship. And so he says, yo, clap your hands, all you peoples, shout to God with a jubilant cry for the Lord. The most high is awe inspiring a great king over the whole earth, right? He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chooses for us our inheritance, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. Selah, right? It's a pause reflection. And then he says this, God ascends among shouts of joy. The Lord with the sound of a ram's horn sing praises or sing praise to God, sing praise, sing praise to our king, sing praise, sing a song of wisdom, for God is king of the whole earth. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the peoples have assembled with the people of the God of Abraham, for the leaders of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. So beautiful. Um, You know, like I said, uh, this psalm comes on the heels of two other psalms that allude to God's kingship, but this one is just so explicit in the way it talks about it. And I think a ton of things are interesting about this psalm. First, the Lord is awe-inspiring, right? right? He is the one who should take our breath away, right? He is the one whom we should praise because of who he is in and of himself, right? He is the one we should look at and be amazed at, right? He is worthy of our celebration, right? Why? Because he is a great king over the whole earth, right? As Abraham Kuyper would say, there's no part of the world that God doesn't look at and say, mine, right? Think about that, right? And I often say this, we are often impressed by so many other things than God, right? It's just an, a, a real truth that so many other things have our amazement, affection, our praise, our exaltation. We lift up so many other things other than God. And the psalmist is saying, no, 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 there's a better way because nobody, regardless of the influence they have, regardless of the popularity, regardless of the wealth, the money, whatever they have that makes us amazed at them, they are not king over the whole earth their rule doesn't extend that far right and i love this why because this is written uh by an israelite right this is written hundreds of years before jesus comes years before the gospel goes out to the nations the gentiles and even in this psalm he's saying yo you're king over the whole earth right so even in this day, there was this identification with the God of Israel as the God of the world, right? And this just points to, listen, 
It's always been God's intention. He's going to talk about the nations here. It's always been God's intention to save people from all nations, right? From all nations, right? Abraham, listen, God calls this man named Abraham, right? And he says, all the nations of the world will be blessed through you. He reaffirms the promise to his son, Isaac, and reaffirms the promise to his son, Jacob, whose name shows up in this psalm again. And the this worldwide blessing that God has, he uses the people of Israel to work out this worldwide plan of salvation and blessing, right? And because of this, the psalmist is saying, we should sing praises. We should sing praises. And I love it even more. Why? Because it's really hard to think. Listen, it's really hard to think about God as a king and to not think about Jesus. Right. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the God man born and conceived immaculately of a virgin. Right. By the Holy Spirit. He is the eternal son of God who existed from all of eternity, who adds to himself a human nature, comes into the world, lives a perfect life under the law of God, dies and resurrects and becomes or and ascends back to the father where he is seated right now. The Bible will say will say at the right hand of God as ruler over the entire universe. So we see that this psalm and the psalms, we remember that the theme of the psalms is our God reigns, right? We see that the psalms find their fulfillment in the person and work of Christ who becomes king through a cross, right? He becomes king by laying down his life for people like you and I who are amazed at so many other things, right? Who are not in awe of God. He comes, lives perfectly and achieves and gets this kingdom for us (laughs) he doesn't just get it for himself that's why in this psalm he's going to talk about the way in which the king listen verse three he subdues people under us and nations under our feet so in other words in the king's subduing in the king's doing the people of god get uh the blessing that the king gets right they're united to the king and they get his blessing right And so this king that we serve is the same king we celebrate, right? Herman Bavink says this about Christ as the resurrected and exalted king. He says this, it is the living Christ exalted to sit at the right hand of God who consciously and endowed with all power gathers his church, that's his people, that's us, defeats his enemies, Satan, sin, and darkness, and guides the history of the world to the day of his parousia or his coming right and you know what's funny is um kings always had heirs right so in the ancient world kings had wealth or an inheritance that they would leave to their heirs right to those that came after them well the new testament understanding that christ is king will say that we are co-heirs with Christ. And Hebrews 1 will say that Christ inherited the entire world, right? And as heirs of the kingdom, the Bible will say that Christians, people that follow this Christ, will inherit the entire earth. What does that mean, Keith? That doesn't even make sense to me. Well, it means that we will reign with Christ for forever, 
in eternity because of his work of redemption. Dying and rising and ascending, giving us his spirit and bringing us the spirit, leading us into the end of the age, the kingdom blessing. It will say this, that Christ is the ruler. God is the ruler over all rulers, right? And he is sovereign over the entire earth. And God is sovereign over, listen, God is sovereign over, he's in control over what he promised, what he promises to give to us. And that's the entire world. If that doesn't make you shout today, knowing that your future is bright and that your future is as big as this entire world, the entire universe. I don't know what will. Let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you for your grace, your mercy, your kindness, for your kingship, God. We thank you that it's most perfectly seen in the person and work of Christ who came down to be a human, but ascended back to you to bring humanity up to you. We pray that we will rejoice in the kingdom and the blessing that has been bestowed upon us by grace through faith. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.